You're listening to That Entertainment Podcast with Andy Leroy, chatting to the artists behind what's on in Adelaide right now. 500 Nights of Winter is playing to sold-out houses at Adelaide Fringe Festival, and I got to catch up with Gene Foa, who is the creator and the performer making his debut at this year's Adelaide Fringe, and the journey behind what brought him to this point. When I started shifting into music, this story of 500 Nights of Winter, it just kind of came out in that cathartic process. And even though it it happened a long time ago, actually, it was still a story that I wanted to tell, and I felt that the song still needed to be out there. I didn't want to skip to the present, actually. I kind of wanted to go, but hey, okay, like before we get to what ha- what's happened, like now, I kind of want to rewind back to the start just to give people context because I have other ideas of like songs and stories that I want to tell down the track, and I kind of wanted to start from square one. I guess like Maria von Trapp, you start at the beginning, hey? Yes, exactly. <laughs> this story is actually based on when I went on student exchange, and for me, when I went on student exchange, that was actually the beginning of when things started to shift a lot for me. So in a, in a sense, yeah, really it is starting from the beginning. It's a story of romance and revenge and redemption, according to the reviews. So is this a part of your catharsis as well in in dealing with what happened back then to turn it into something that people can relate to and enjoy in a musical sense as well? Exactly. Yeah. So I guess I, I, was, I was about 19. I met a girl when I was overseas. And, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't know how to handle that kind of situation. and I basically bottled it up and years later when I was doing a lot of songwriting, it just came out. So it, it wasn't something like intentional. It's like, oh, I need to deal with this or not even something on a day-to-day basis that I even knew was still there. But it just kind of came, it just came out in the songs and the story. And I thought, oh, and I obviously I felt there was a, some sort of release. I felt much better uh, through that process. But it, it, in a way, it's kind of like me my my adult self trying to heal my younger self who kind of just shelved all those emotions when I was younger. Do you find it's most powerful for yourself with your music writing to write from personal experience or do you also get joy from something that is, I guess, not so personally attached? I'll be honest, all of the song, all of the music that I have ever written, actually, now I think about it, is really from my personal experience. And there's a couple from perspective as well. But I, I yeah, for, for me, I, I just find it easier. I think, I, I guess I kind of fell into songri- songwriting through the, the need to have that emotional release. And also I, just, I would always have like melodies and, and, and things flying around in my head. And I would like wake up in the morning and there'll be like, a part of a song that I just need to get out but always those songs would be based on my personal experience I think moving into outside of that is something that I want to do I guess once I start exhausting all of my experiences then maybe I'll, I'll start trying to get out of that but yeah to this date everything has been very personal I guess the trap in that is that as we get older we always keep having experiences so you, it's maybe something that you're connected to for life hey Hey, if that's the case, then I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> so the cabaret format itself um, that you've entered into, it's it's quite different to, I guess, you know, every teenager's dream of being the rock star up there in front of a huge crowd. What drew you specifically to that particular format? Uh, 
I, st- I still I still have the teenage dream to be a rock star. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, basically, it was actually last year. I had about six of these songs written, and I knew that there were more. I just sat down. I was like, okay, well, I've got to get them out. I've got to finish this. And especially because we we're things were closed up and locked down and all that last year. So I had it, had a bit more time. So I thought, okay, I'll sit down and do this. And it turned into 12 songs. And those 12 songs, when I finished writing them, I was like, oh, okay, like I, I want to record and release these one day, um, or pretty soon anyway. But there's a story that needs to be told. There were, there were little jokes and little stories. And I, I just felt that if I just presented them in a, in a gig platform, it wouldn't be the right platform to share that. So I kind of just started writing down some ideas and and honestly, yeah, I, I, I DM'd a friend who had done a cabaret show in 2018 and I said, dude, like, I, I wrote these songs and I, I, I got this story and I want to do a show kind of like what you did. And we, we ju- just jumped on Facebook Messenger and we talked about it and he said, welcome to cabaret. He kind of like just gave me that little nudge and, and some advice on how to keep going with it and was very supportive in that process. I'm interested about the collaboration process given you know, lockdown and it was quite long in Victoria as well. So I'm assuming that a lot of the collaboration you did with him was actually via Messenger, as you're saying, and online. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, it was kind of like a mentoring process, really, showing me the ropes in terms of like I would just like send him some drafts of the script. He really helped me refine the core ideas and messages that I wanted to convey in the show. Because I guess like when you're inside it, it's very hard to see. So it was very invaluable getting that feedback. Also, Fringe 2021 is bringing some new formats along as well. And your show is taking part in, in that, in that you're actually streaming live to people's homes this year. How does that feel? Uh, it feels good. I, I think I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm at... So, so the show 500 Nights of Winter, it's featuring at Open Air Theatre, which is part of the Black Box Theatres group of venues. And I'm very lucky that I'm with the guys over there. We, the whole venue is run by Heartstone Kidney Productions. And I'm very lucky that they want, yeah, basically it was they, they wanted to do this and then they offered to offered the opportunity to, to go live and a watch from home option for artists. And for me, it's it's really good, especially because I have a lot of, friends and family who are interstate and overseas so you know in a personal sense obviously this is my first fringe show but also like i'm excited that i'll be able to share it with people who have been kind of like watching me watching my journey these last few years and then now i get to kind of share that with them as well even though they're not here it's almost like it elevates that concept of a world premiere hey? it literally is yeah <laughs> it really is i think a large step forward in inclusion yeah and actually to be honest yeah that's not something that i thought about until yeah the the black box live opportunity came up that there are aside from obviously having family and friends who are who are away and obviously like melbourne fringe last year was all online so i guess in a way making it lockdown proof then the ac- the access as well for whatever reason people might not be able to come on the night and that's fine but i guess yeah as you said inclusion giving them the- giving people the opportunity to participate that entertainment podcast subscribe now on your favorite podcast service to hear more interviews about what's happening in adelaide entertainment as it happens head to our website for more content thatentertainmentpodcast.com.au a welcome change media production